Hello and welcome everybody. We are on episode three of What I Wish I Knew, hosted by me, Fahim Chowdhury. Welcome back to episode number three. If you remember from last episode, number three represents the end of our introduction series um, where your host, me, Fahim Chowdhury, will be speaking. Uh, these first three episodes were really just icebreakers into me as a person, my experiences, my struggles, what I wish I knew, me giving some advice. I'll be doing more of that today on today's episode. But after today's episode, episode number four, and hopefully every week after that, we'll have um, a guest. And of course, guests are uh, going to be giving you some insightful advice on uh, their, what's it called, their experiences and what they wish they knew throughout their uh, professions, schoolwork, professional life, family life. Uh, we'll just rant back and forth, but for here, episode number three, one more time, you'll be here with me, uh, Fahim Chowdhury. Now, today's topic, episode number one, we talked about my backstory. Episode number two, we talked about uh, college in general, and I want to move on to my professional life right now. So what I wish I knew. Uh, for those of you first-time listeners, my name is Fahim Chowdhury. I'm a communications and media major uh, with special interest in video production. Uh, I, I spoke a lot about this in episode number one, um, but I want to go in depth on what I actually do, because I think even compared to my communications uh, fellow communication peers, I do do things a little bit differently. Um, I work uh, a lot of different freelance video jobs as a director. Um, sometimes I do lighting, sometimes I do audio. A lot of the times I'm doing camera operations. And I've worked for CSLA, I've worked for NJIT theater department, music department, uh, I work for the Office of Student Life, all on these uh, jobs for uh, video production. Also, in my town, I work with a lot of small businesses. Uh, shout out to Arc, In Invincible Arc Boxing Gym. I do commercials for them, Instagram videos for them, workout routines, uh, I also just recently got a job at Banana Comedy Club, where I'll be doing PR marketing and advertisement for uh, their social media page, email uh, chain, not change, email lists. Um, uh, yeah, so it, this path of video production has definitely brought me to a, um, like jobs will pop up on my table and I, it's up to me if I want to take them or not. And they pay pretty well, but it's all about scheduling your time and delegating your time for these tasks. And that's something we talked about in episode number two, building habits, scheduling, time management. Um, and that episode number one and episode number two are perfect subways to uh, how I handle myself uh, at this very time in my career. I'm in my final year of college as a senior in communications, so I'm wrapping everything up, uh, taking a few more classes on video production, um, to really polish off my skills. But what I fear most is just losing um, touch with these skills. I mentioned a story in episode number one. I'll say it one more time. I took a photography, digital photography class in high school junior year, and I learned how to work with DSLRs, uh, manual modes, uh, Photoshop, Illustrator. Uh, but then I took a big break from media because I was pursuing computer science and that's completely different from the creative field uh, in terms of visual arts. 
And so without the practice, when I came into a sophomore class that required using Photoshop and Illustrator, in my mind, I was like, okay, uh, I can tune out. I have practice with this. I know how to use Photoshop and Illustrator fine. Uh, you know, I'll be fine. Turns out I forgot 80% of the material, uh, layering and color corrections. Like it was foreign to me once more because I did not have that practice under my belt. Um, and that's something I'm very scared of losing with video production. Now I'm taking measures to keep myself in check and keep myself practicing. And one of those big things is starting a YouTube channel that I think I'll be using for my senior project next semester. Um, I want to create a channel not for fame or fortune or for AdSense or for uh, people recognizing me on the street, but it's really just for me to practice skills that I've learned um, and keep using them instead of just ending my education at the classroom. Now, one of the programs that I have really polished myself on is a video editing uh, software called DaVinci Resolve. Uh, it's on its 16th version right now, so DaVinci Resolve 16. And this is a free editing software for anyone out there that may be interested. You don't have to subscribe to something like Adobe Premiere, which charges you on the monthly basis, or Final Cut Pro, which is very Mac exclusive, Apple exclusive. Uh, DaVinci Resolve 16 is a great editing software that is free for everyone to use. Uh, there is a paid version that works a little bit like Google Drive, where multiple people can work on the same project. But the standard free version is good as it is. Entire Hollywood movies have been made using DaVinci Resolve. Uh, I believe John Wick was a very recent one uh, that was at least color corrected in DaVinci Resolve. Um, I don't have the straight facts, but I know that that project had DaVinci Resolve in its blood. But my main point is... This is a skill that I definitely don't want to lose because I've invested so much time into it that I think opening up the YouTube channel and using DaVinci Resolve will um, strengthen my resolve and uh, keep me in practice. DaVinci Resolve is the first tool that I, I feel like I have full control and I'm, I can be an expert at. Uh, I'm going to be completely honest. Throughout my entire life, I don't think I'm an expert at anything per se. I think I'm good at a lot of different traits or skills and generally have an understanding of things. But when I see my friends around me who build computers from scratch or um, people that can code uh, with no problem day and night, uh, I feel a little bit like I'm a little bit skillless. But DaVinci Resolve and video editing has really become my canvas uh, that I can do some pretty creative things. Uh, uh, and I'm really happy about how I use my editing software. And something I wish I knew that I would tell myself earlier is to get my feet wet uh, more often. Uh, I would tell myself to just create videos just to create. Uh, use whatever's available. If it's an old camcorder or Windows Movie Maker on my old dinosaur PC, I would recommend myself to just dabble more. And I know that I did as a kid, but maybe that got lost during high school and early college. Um, I really wish that I just did a little bit more on the passion project side of things. Um, in episode one, I also talked about how I was just going to school, coming back home, school wish, uh, and which was just rinse, wash, and repeat, right? 
Um, I wish I dabbled a little bit more in just having projects going on. Now I have so many projects that I can't really keep track, and that's where I have to start nailing them down in a Google Calendar or something like that. But I wish that was the case all throughout college, and I had things to do uh, 24-7 when it came to video. Um, Also, I talked about in episode one or episode two, my video production skills have really been sharpened by other forms of art. Hypermedia, uh, poetry, theater, um, cinema, of course. But I think my video productions have, by being absorbed into other art forms, I feel like my video production uh, skills have definitely, definitely increased. That's something I wish I knew. Now, uh, let's see. I know that... A lot of people in my major are not similar to me. Maybe they're not pursuing uh, the media side of things as strong as they're focusing on the communications uh, side of things. I have friends who have graduated NJIT in communications and are working with great brands and companies uh, from office jobs to creative endeavors. But I feel like I'm the only person I know who kind of wants to... um, end up eventually on the independent path. And that has a lot to do with the people that I surround myself outside of school. And if I'm being completely honest, I think I do want to work with a big company out of college, but eventually uh, work for myself. And that's something I wish I knew in the past as well, because now I'm reading a bunch of books on entrepreneurship and, uh, learning how to build a team, learning how to find people that fit your vision and forming a small business. But I wish I had a little bit more knowledge of that going into college rather than feeling like a cog in a machine. I feel like educating myself on uh, sole proprietorship uh, would have uh, encouraged me to do more. And what I mean by that is I have so many projects on my plate right now from social media to my personal YouTube channel to uh, producing content for other small businesses to working on campus to doing an entire documentary for the theater department. I've got a lot on my mind and it leaves little room for thinking big picture. And I've never been a big picture kind of guy. I kind of just, you know, take take life week by week, but it is really important that I have this vision that I do want to end up working independently, uh, with a small group of, uh, employees. Uh, it's really important for me to understand how that's going to work legally, financially. And I wish I, uh, got my feet wet again with those types of, uh, vocabulary. I'm making up for it now, but I might be stretching myself too thin. I'm trying to educate myself on that kind of stuff outside of college coursework. And it's really hard to balance the priorities of that. But that, again, if I need any help with that, I would just listen to episode two of this podcast. Now, um, a big, big step I'm taking is saying no. And this is something that I wish everyone to know. Uh, It's a big skill that we all must develop for those of us who feel like we are experts or something or good enough to teach something, uh, honestly, it will attract people towards you. Uh, I work a lot with personal trainers and they told me they saw the most, most gross 
excuse me, most, I can't speak today, most growth on their respective pages, services, and uh, their brand in general when their social media was doing well. When they saw the most increase in their clientele was when they were showing off their results on social media. And it got me to think, you notice people and you want to work with people when you see that they're doing well, right? You're never going to reach out to a nobody and say, hey, I think we can make something together. Uh, this is going to be great. You go to people that you know are already doing well and you wish to collaborate with them because you look up to them and by working with them, you hope that you can level up in your own right. And that's ex that's exactly how I started working with these personal trainers because uh, I go up to them and I pitch myself as someone, a trained video editor, producer, and director. Uh, and I can bring something to your brand that I don't see on your feed, which is quality uh, videography. Your photography is great, but I think your videography and maybe adding graphics to your workout videos so uh, clients can follow along. Uh, maybe create some uh, training videos. This is all. These are all the services that I bring onto the table. And now that I am, you know, ranking up as a video person, like I'm not saying I'm a great uh, Hollywood director or anything like that. I'm saying I, I'm proficient at digital narrative, uh, and it shows throughout my work. But it also shows through the amount of people that are reaching out to me these days, saying, "Hey." Uh, I would like you to produce this for us. So instead of me chasing down clients or brands to work with, I'm getting some offers, uh, not from big names like Coca-Cola or Pepsi or something like that. I'm getting people offering me to be a part of projects. And this is a skill of saying no. And you're probably asking yourself right now, Fahim, you're a college student who's probably financially not stable right now looking for opportunities and a solid job. You just said that five minutes ago. Why would you ever say no to these opportunities? And this is a major skill that a lot of us have to learn through life. It's to balance our values and our propositions that we come along the, the, uh, the course of our professional lives. You've got to weigh your options. So let's say this job that came up to me pays amazing pays 300 for a for a four-hour shoot right that sounds like easy money and the the what they're asking of me position wise is not tough at all so obviously i would take it now let's say something like okay this is actually a real example and i will not use their name or their company's name or their affiliation but uh i have a good feeling that this person might hear this uh, podcast. So hello there. I am going to use you as an example. It is, again, an example of me turning someone down. But I hope that you understand my choice uh, and why my reasoning was. So a little bit of backstory. I work at NJIT for the Office of Student Life. And Student Life tries to, you know... Um, educate people of what's going on week to week. 
uh, let's say there's an event going on. We we want to broadcast this event to the population of the school. We want to reach out to commuters, to residents, to Greek-like organizations. We want everyone to be as involved as possible on this campus. In a result, our dream is to have a more lively, more in sync, uh, unified campus. Uh, that's something that NJT honestly is a little bit lacking uh, when it comes to, you know, just uh, having school spirit down, nailed down. I mean, we see great results in events like homecoming or soccer games or uh, our big basketball games. But other than that, when you walk around NJIT, there is some lack of, you know, energy or, you know, people, uh, people, a lot of people blame it on it being a mainly commuter school. So people, you know, just like me, like I said in episode one, just getting their work done and bouncing at the end of the day. Uh, NJIT really is on a mission to make this a community, uh, one that has a lot of fun, uh, fun events, and just a good mood around this campus. And it's something that the Office of Student Life is definitely um, fighting for. And their major initiative was homecoming this past October. Um, with the big concert that just happened, uh, A Boogie with the Hoodie, that was their huge headliner that they had set up in the WEC. Uh, I did a little bit of coverage of that, photography, a little bit of uh, social media. And so, you know, uh, the Office of Student Life is constantly pumping out initiatives to, you know, make this campus a little bit more fun. And what I do for them is I run their Instagram page. I, I create videos. I do photography. I post it. I edit it. I do Instagram stories. I do polls. I, I do questionnaires, a little bit of everything when it comes to Instagram marketing. And so I did such a great job with that, that I do get compliments. Um, usually people don't know who's behind the social media page, but they'll send replies. So they, they won't use my name. Fahim, oh, you did a great job. They'll just send it to the page in general. Uh, a most recent message, if I remember correctly, was kudos to you and your social media page. NJIT has never looked so lively. And I took that compliment very much to heart, and it made me feel very warm. And uh, it got out that this page is doing well. And so... Um, that's something I can definitely put on a resume and you know, this is all archived information. So this is something that I can post to any marketeer or, you know, big company that I want to work for in the future, which is, um, which is amazing. Now, this exposure also put me on the radar of a lot of different other different people. I got an email from an organization here on campus as well. Uh, not a student-run organization, I'll leave it at that, but an organization nonetheless who wanted a similar position. They wanted people or a select person to be their liaison like I was being for the Office of Student Life. Their social media presence was stable, but a little bit lacking in the visual department and the numbers they were seeing were not ideal, right? So they brought me in for an interview of sorts. And they wanted to talk about having someone run 
or partake in the social the social media uh their social media page and so i was interested at first right but when i heard that this would be a low commitment job so one to two hours a week with no pay that i think was the main uh deterrent for me signing on to that job you might be thinking to yourself, Fahim, you'd be doing the exact same thing that you're doing in the Office of Student Life, something that you were already trained, proficient, and running well with the Office of Student Life. Well, I'll tell you the difference. With that job, I am reporting to a direct supervisor. We are having weekly meetings and checkups on what needs to be done. I am getting paid a good rate for a good amount of hours a week. That's what makes it worth it for me. I am spending my time. I am running around this campus. I am, you know, asking people, strangers, if they would like to be in photos. It, it runs a toll on what, what uh, you know, uh, my mental space, my physical capabilities, and my time. Time is the most precious thing. Last episode, I talked about everything being a transaction. Your time is a transaction. That's why if you're listening to me right now, you are paying me with your time time so when i ended this interview with this specific uh organization i politely declined and i let out all my uh what i just told everyone here and i also mentioned that it is a little bit of a conflict of interest if you want me if you want me to sign on to your organization uh, my other job that does pay, that does have a direct supervisor, that does have a relationship with me that's uh, been a couple months now, I don't think they would be fans of this because uh, my loyalty would be split and the better material would always be uh, in the air. I would never have a home uh, to post these materials. I would always, it would always be a fight between which account deserves this content. And so, I politely decline. And if you're listening right now, uh, the person who gave me this interview, I'm, I mentioned about this podcast and so you might be listening. Uh, I, I hope that my intentions were clear and uh, my desires were clear. And what I ended up doing, so this is the, the former example I told everyone is if there was a four-hour shoot that paid $300, Sure, I would take it because the return on investment of my time is so great that, and maybe it's a camera operation job, which is something I'm totally comfortable with. Uh, I would take that job in a heartbeat, but this this continuing one hour to two hours a week uh, doing a, uh, it's not strenuous in any way, but it is time consuming for uh, no pay and uh the only benefit is that I could put this on a resume as a social media manager. And that's something that's already on my me uh, resume with the Office of Student Life. So the pros and the cons, drastically the cons outweigh the pros. So I had to decline. And this is a skill that we all have to uh, develop as we go into our young professional lives. It's when to say no to projects, especially us freelancers that are, uh, you know, we have several passion projects popping up at a moment's notice. 
we constantly have emails on our inbox uh, asking us, can we sign along to these projects that um, maybe they need camera operators, maybe they need audio engineers. Like, can we provide our skill? Sure, I, I have no problem providing my skill, but the return on the investment has to be worth it for me to show up to set, to show up to... Uh, uh, to work you know that's the main motivator now if there was ever a project that demanded my work unpaid um but it was something i definitely valued as a an idea as a project itself i would sign on in a heartbeat as well it was something close to home like let's say it was a documentary about uh the rohingya and you know would i sign on to that absolutely because that's interest but if it was something mundane and something that I'm already doing, um, like the example I just said, giving it a denial was definitely the right thing to do. And it wasn't even a bad split because I recommended someone uh, who I work with that could take on this job. And I believe that he works with them right now doing photography, creating short videos, Instagram stories, flyers, posters, uh, advertising events you name it that's what he does and i do that for student life and we both are you know it's a win-win scenario uh so i'm really happy about the out uh the outcome with that uh, and this is something i wish i knew as a young man i kind of had a problem saying no to people uh whether it be favors whether it be um professional uh favors as well i had a problem i didn't even have a problem the word no just didn't come into mind if someone needed something i was pretty much uh there to help i remember uh middle school there's a project uh actually a little bit backstory me and my friends in middle school whenever we went home uh we would handle our business do a little bit of homework eat lunch what else? Maybe play outside, uh, basketball. But um, I would say around 5 p.m. or 6.30 or something like that, we all jumped on Skype. And Skype I don't use as much today at all. But uh, it would be a place that we would just talk. And we would do our own things. We would do homework on our own. But we would just be in the Skype call that would last 4 to 10 four to 10 hours. It was crazy. Some nights it stayed up to 3 a.m. just studying together over Skype. Um, those were good times. It was a reliable time that we just all jumped on to this video call. We all just laughed and just talked about our days, even though we had already spent the days together. But I remember doing homework one day and on the Skype call, one of my friends, Matt, he's like, man, for this project, I'm doing in science. I really need. I really need. Uh, what's it called? Uh, I really need. Uh, what's it called? Campbell soup cans. That's what he really, really needed, right? He needed soup cans that were tin or aluminum or some you know metal uh so he could do this project that he needed to do for his science class uh he asked 
around these friends that were also in the Skype call. There was about six of us in that call at one time. And he's asking us, do we have any cans? Can we look for cans? And I look around my house. I'm like, no, man. I don't think I can help you. Those guys look around as well. They're like, no, man. I live in an apartment, a condominium. So we have a garbage space that gets picked up once a week on garbage day. Uh, and he asked me, can I look there? It was a raining, downpouring day. I did not feel like leaving the comfort of my bedroom to go through this monsoon to touch other people's dirty Campbell soup cans. So what did I say? I said, of course. And I went down to the dumpster. Uh, not the dumpster. It was like a recycling area. Uh, blue recycling cans. And I was picking out 10 cans and you know some of them still had tomatoes in them and it was pretty gross them just sloshing around i couldn't tell what was rain water and what was just garbage um but the essence of my story is i could have said no at that time uh and that story really reflects reflects my my outlook i was just trying to help uh, a friend at that time uh, and that's something I could have said no to and I should have said no to because uh, maybe I could have cut myself or the, you know, it was just dirty all around. I could have got a disease. I should have said no to the friend, but I ended up packing a ShopRite bag with about eight to ten metal cans and just passing it on to him in the middle of school is the weirdest handoff I've ever been a part of. Uh, and something definitely not as serious as signing on to a project that uh, a video project that I'm not passionate about, but it, it symbolizes something that we should all do. It's to understand about the value that things that come on our tables bring. Uh, we can sign on to as many projects as we want and spread ourselves thin, but the value is what keeps us interested in certain projects, especially in the creative field. I know people that this might not apply to. Maybe you're doing a nine to five and your only job is to report, clock in, do your work, clock out and rinse and repeat. But for us freelancers or people that do creative endeavors, uh, I, I know that a lot of you can sympathize with me. Uh, yeah, I, I've even have a guest for this, 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 this very podcast, people that have offered their services and said hey i would love to be a guest and i've said yes to a couple of them and i actually said no to one of them and why would i be so rude if i'm looking for guests and i told this one person no i i don't think i need you on uh because i realized the value that what they wanted to talk about they wanted to talk about something that i already spoke on which is uh, uh, what's it called? What is it called? They wanted to talk about, uh, yeah, time management, scheduling, and, uh, motivation. And 
they use the same examples I used. And sadly, this this conversation happened right after uh, episode number two already aired. So they were talking about Matt Diavella and the two-day rule, and they were offering nothing unique to, you know, if they were offering anything unique or personal, I would have definitely said, yeah, sure, come on for episode number five or six, and maybe we can do a part two to episode number two. That would be no problem to me. But the fact that... Um, the content would have been so much similar to what has already gone out. It was uh, not appealing to me. So I said, no, uh, if you want to come up with another topic that was more personal and more that uh, unique that you could go on, uh, and present to my audience. Sure. I would have no problem with that. Please, uh, draft up some ideas and let me know. And I could probably slot you in as a guest down the road. But for right now, if you want to use what I just already said, it's not valuable to me. It's not valuable to my audience. So I have to say no. And that's starkly different from me as a kid going out and, you know, finding Campbell soup cans for a friend. Uh, you have to understand the value that something brings to your life and your time. Honestly, uh, this podcast requires an hour of my day so i need to pack it with uh information that i'm passionate about and that i feel like is a teachable moment and i don't feel comfortable repeating information or wasting anyone's time i know that this podcast might not get thousands and thousands of views or listens but uh it is time nonetheless it is space on a computer it is space uh for wtjb radio WJTV, excuse me. Uh, it's 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 it's, a, it's an investment. It's a transaction. It's all these things, and it's not fair. Uh, and I'm not trying to be rude to this individual who asked to be a guest. I said, uh, just like I said with that organization that wanted me as a video uh, content uh, producer, the value that you're bringing to me is not equivalent to what I'm willing to shell out and so i provided that organization with a another person and i provided this friend of mine to come back with a better idea and this is my remedy to both of those situations i know it can be socially socially uh, challenging to say no to someone especially if you're friends with this person or even if you're strangers if this is your boss uh if it's your boss you're probably going to be doing what he's saying but if it's an uh, if it's something that comes across your desk as a, a, a passion project or uh, a side project or a side gig uh you really have to measure what is valuable to you Now, everybody, I want to thank you for listening to these last three episodes. I know I've been rambling and uh, I've been promising a guest, but I also reminded everybody that these first three episodes are going to be solely me. And by having it be solely me, you get an idea of my outlook on life and my perspective and what I'm doing and how I'm going to be asking questions about these guests. So I'm really excited about the next couple of weeks. Having a guest is going to be an amazing, amazing, amazing conversation. We're going to be talking to a bunch of different people, filmmakers, bodybuilders, athletes, um, professors, uh, fellow NGIT students. And I'm going to bring up this question about 
uh, what they wish they knew and explores regret, right? Have they ever wanted to say no to a situation? Have they ever wanted to decline something, but they ended up taking a taking part of it? Uh, one of these guests, uh, 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 I can tell you because I was on the same project with them. They signed on to a project because the return on investment was great. Uh, it was a lot of money for a good role as an assistant director uh, and we'll definitely explore this topic with him further uh, if he's comfortable talking about it but uh, I know what I'm about to say is perfectly fine to say um, he took on a role a job as an assistant director and the pay was great and he thought he was done but someone fell through they asked him if he could also do editing and color correction uh, and the pay for that was not great so he was uh, he was at a, uh, uh, a fork in the road. Does he go forward and help these people that he's already passionate about the project and he's already done his role or does he, you know, decline because they're asking for more and, uh, the money, you know, it's not as much as he would like the moral dilemma of this person. And I can tell you this person's name is Fahim Chatter. It's me. Uh, and this is currently happening. I've signed on to a problem. Uh, project, excuse me. And I finished all my work for that project. I thought I was done with these, uh, this company. I had a lot of fun working with them. And months later down the production process, they tell me, oh, someone fell through. We need your help. And I was flattered, of course. And, I, uh, and they know that I'm a fan of this project. Uh, but they wanted me to do color correction, stabilization, uh, graphics, even, uh, the whole shebang. And that takes editing takes so much time. Um, I told them it doesn't fit in my schedule. I told them that is not a practical fit. I'm flattered that you guys think of me as a proficient editor, even though I use a program, DaVinci Resolve, that you guys use Premiere, and you didn't, when I first brought up that I used DaVinci Resolve, you weren't, you kind of looked at me with a sneer because uh, it's not the industry strand, standard. The fact that you trust me editing your project, your passion project, I really uh, appreciate that notion. But I don't think this is a good fit. I don't think, I, what I do think is if I were to take up this project, I don't doubt my skills. I think I could get this project done in the time frame that you're looking for, for it being done. I think I could bring everything that you want done to it. I can make it look all pretty, but do I want to? And does it fit with my lifestyle and my schedule? No, it did not. So I will have to deny. I didn't put it into that much detail because you don't want to break people's hearts when you say no to projects. Uh, they asked me why. They asked me, you were so passionate about this project when you signed on and we paid you good money. Uh, why can't you do us this solid? Uh, and I explained that this solid that you're looking for, this favor, is much more demanding than what I did. And I am a student, a full-time student. Uh, I currently do about three jobs, paid jobs. Uh, and you're paying me for this one, which is, I appreciate it. Uh, I appreciate how much you would pay me if I were to edit it. But the time is something that I cannot sacrifice at this point. If it was summer or winter break, absolutely, I would edit this in a heartbeat. Uh, 
I would go on the Google Drive, I would download the footage, I would get to work right now. However, it is September. I have a 18 credit course load. I'm reading syllabuses and trying to understand each class. I don't think uh, while working these three jobs, while trying to uh, create content for these jobs, while trying to create content for my personal YouTube channel, I don't think that your project is a good fit for me personally right now. Even though I love the material that we're working with, uh, it was a documentary about Newark local artists and I got a a lot out of it, but I don't think I can put my all into it. And this is not good for me or you. Because the product that you're going to be getting, if I were to sign on, it would be a rushed product and a unmotivated product. One that is not of quality and you're not going to like it and you're going to be looking for another editor anyway. I will not be that middle step for you. I will not disappoint you like that. I'd rather just say two letters no no i don't think i want to be part of this project that these people that i said no to uh have cut a lot of communication with me as a result um i haven't heard from them in weeks and i hope that that's not a relationship that's lost because I, I definitely do want to, but it is a case of uh, this social disparity and this awkwardness of saying no. What is the worst thing that can happen when someone says no? You know, an opportunity is lost, maybe. But it has to come, the, the, the decision to say no has to come from uh, the weighing of the scale. You have to weigh out your options. And this is what I wish I knew. Uh, even if it comes at the risk of sacrificing relationships in a professional sense. Um, I can tell you that saying no does not have this drastic of an impact. These people, maybe they have a little bit of an ego. I could tell that from when I was working with them, to be honest. Um, but in the end of the day, I think I've made the right choice. Sure, would I like to work with them in the future? And I hope I still do, Yes. But if that relationship is lost in in result to me picking something better for my well-being and my sanity, so be it. I think I've made the right decision. And that is my prerogative, my point of view. And what I wish I knew and what I wish everyone out there to know is to make that decision for yourself. Uh, to weigh out your options so that you can schedule and not go insane with the workload that you're taking. I'll pause it real quick. One second, one second. For today's episode, just like the previous two, I did ask questions to a couple of my friends, but I only got, uh, I, I mean, I asked four questions um, to answer on this podcast. I have one today. Because this is a very niche episode for freelancers or creatives. This question is really irrelevant. <gasps> Excuse me. Oh my. This is a bad time to get hiccups on a podcast. This is. <gasps> oh no. 
I think we're live too. Okay. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna answer this qu question just shortly. Oh man, this is actually pretty embarrassing. <laughs> the question asks, "What?" Oh my gosh, this, this is painful. Okay, the question asks, how many projects am I part of right now? Oh, God, no. How many projects am I part of right now? And I'm, am I thinking of dropping any of them? I'm part of a lot of projects here on campus. And I, I have dropped one just this week. Uh, it was to record, record a Halloween video. The timing they were asking for. Yes, I was available at that time. But I had to weigh my workload. I have midterms that I have to study for. Homework to do. You know, I had to turn down. And this is my advice to everyone out there to weigh out your options and see what is valuable to you and what is valuable to your time. Everything is a transaction. Everything is a transaction. Uh, what do you do with your time is most valuable in college. Uh, next week, we're going to be talking to... Uh, a guest who's going to be diving deep and I'll be asking a lot of the questions I proposed today. Today. This, this oh, this hiccup is bad. Uh, so definitely stick around for that. We'll have a guest in studio next week for episode number four of what I wish I knew hosted by me, Fame Chowdhury. Thank you for listening again. That is every Wednesday at noon to one o'clock. I hope you enjoyed today's episode.